Think about for a minute your favorite sport or your favorite hobby, whatever your favorite thing to do is in your pastime or free time. And now think about the person in the world that you know is the best at that sport or the best at that hobby. It might be singing or playing an instrument or playing a sport. But whoever it is that is the best that you know of, or at least the person that you enjoy watching perform their craft the best, think of that person. And what if God gave you a deal where you could have that person's life put inside of your body for one day? You could compete at their level. You could, whether it's football or baseball or playing the saxophone or the piano or singing, you could have that ability put within yourself for a day and you would have all of their skill and all of their ability and all of their strength and all of their instincts. How fun would that day be? (laughs) You think about all you would do in that 24 hours, having that person's abilities planted within you, that person's life living within you. The wild thing about this feast we celebrate at Pentecost is that the guy who created the person you're thinking of, the guy who created all of us sitting in this church today, offers us that same exact deal, not just with like an Olympic athlete, not just with like a master musician, but he offers us that deal with himself. And not just for a day, but forever. He gives us the chance for us to have the life of God, his own life, planted within us. And he invites us to live our life not just by ourselves, not just by our own power, our own abilities, our own strength, our own instincts, but to allow God's life to live in us. That's what this whole journey that we've been on has been leading up to. Remember way back Ash Wednesday and the world before there was like pandemic, <laughs> back when the world was like normal. Remember that? Remember what it used to be? Way back then, Ash Wednesday, we go into Lent and we start following Jesus through his public ministry. Then in Holy Week, we follow Jesus through his suffering. As we go through the stations of the cross, he's rejected, he's spat upon. He dies. On Easter, he rises from the dead. He overcomes death. And this whole Easter season, for 50 days now, we've been watching the resurrected Christ visit people and even let people see him and touch his wounds and realize that he's overcome death. Last week, he watched, we watched him rise up into heaven. And today, everything, it all culminates in this moment in which God sends his spirit to dwell in us. So that we can live not just with our own life, but we can live united to God as he always intended it to be. In the Gospel of John, one time he says, I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I love you. Love one another as I love you. Now, I don't know about you, but when I've heard that sometimes, I think to myself, really? (laughs) How am I supposed to do that? How can I love somebody like you love me? You're God. God does not ask us to do things that are impossible. He does not bind up heavy burdens. He can say that to us because he gives us his very love to be able to love other people with. 
If we were left to our own power to love each other like he did, it'd be an impossible task. But he pours his life into our hearts and invites us to live out of that. Last week, you might remember Father Travis was here saying Mass, and I was covering his Masses out in Grove Hill and Butler. And I had this beautiful conversation with a lady after Mass, and she explained to me what it meant to her to live out of the life of God in her heart. And she was saying to me, she goes, you know, Father, she said, for a long time, I just kind of lived life on my own. And I knew God was there, but I never really paid him any mind. But at some point in my life, I started to invite God along with me. He said, I used to just go to the grocery store by myself. But then I decided, God, why don't you come along with me? He said, I used to go over to my friend's house and visit with them by myself. But now I said, God, come along with me. She said, I used to just think to myself and I used to talk to other people by myself. But then I started saying, God, come along with me. She said, you know, Father, there's a lot of people in your life. You see them all the time, but you don't really pay them any mind. And so you don't get any closer to them. And I realized that God was one of those people in my life. He's always with me. He lives inside of me, but I never pay him any mind. I never talked to him. I never thought about him. And I surely never invite him to come along with me. And so I wasn't getting any closer to him. He said, so then I started to invite him to come along with me. Man, that was beautiful. That was humbling. This lady just putting some wisdom on me. But how often do we think about God who lives in our heart? How often are we aware that the Holy Spirit is in our heart? And how often do we invite him to come along with us? Just read this beautiful sequence. Come, Holy Spirit. That's what we're saying to the Spirit. Come along with me, Holy Spirit. Be in this conversation I'm about to have. Be in this moment I'm about to have my family. Be with me as I go to work. Be with me as I drive around Mobile. Be with me as I go to Old Dutch and get some ice cream. Whatever it is, be with me, Spirit. At the end of Mass, somebody told me they were driving one of their cars and said, Father, I'm taking them to Lowe's. (laughs) I said, good. Lowe's needs it. But God has a plan. He says in that beautiful psalm that, that we sang so nicely, He wants to renew the face of the earth. And brothers and sisters, if God wanted to, he could snap his fingers and have it done. And I don't know why. We'll have to ask him one day when we see him face to face. But his plan to renew the face of the earth is through us. He puts his spirit in our hearts. He gives us the body and blood of his son. And then he sends us out into the world and says, take him along with you. And renew the face of the earth. And so as we go about our days, we go about our week, the challenge of Pentecost is for us to pay the Holy Spirit a little more mind in our life. And whether you're driving around or you're going to work or you're with your family, invite the Holy Spirit to unite its life with your life so that the place where you are can be sanctified and renewed. That's how God's going to do it. But he wants us to cooperate with him along the way. So as we continue this Eucharist, as you receive the Lord, don't be afraid to invite the Spirit to unite itself more and more in your life so that you can truly be a vessel of renewal in the world. Amen.